Always cute. You didn't know. <laughs> I'm all smiling, thinking it was a picture. It's on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And welcome to our show. A Nameless Production. And today, we are going to dig deep into all things. <laughs> yeah. We do have a theme, and our theme is kicking in with your homies. Kicking in with your homies, and they don't even realize you're in their basement. Huh? If you guys are listening to this and you guys are not watching, we decorated our entire studio just like Brandon Hardesty's basement. Yes, a bump and uglies. And we did that because we have a super cool interview with him and we are going to get into that a little bit later. Yep. But first, we're going to talk about our 50th episode, guys. Uh, holy shit. Holy shit is That's, correct. Yes. <laughs> it's our, it was our best episode ever. It got the most views and in, in a short period of time. It had 300 views in three days. And we appreciate you guys so much because that gives love to all of those artists as well. That means you guys are sharing our shit. That means that a lot of people saw it and shared it and liked it and commented and subscribed to our YouTube. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's what we wanted to say. Thank you everyone for the love and support on our 50th episode. It was freaking cool. We still have more to come out of that. We have our Compassion Project. Project. Yes in the works. <laughs> and sometimes projects take a little while. It's also, we don't know how to do it and I've never done it before. So first we're learning how as we're doing it, <laughs> yeah. which also makes it take a little bit longer, but it's still wonderful. And the cool thing <laughs> is, is we have people behind us to back us up when we need to ask questions and, some, and stuff. Like The more musicians we meet, the more people who are on our team because we are also on their team because it takes a village and everybody is helping. And, and it's for a good cause and it's magical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is really hot in Riverside, California today. About 110 right now. Our studio does not have any type of forced air or anything like that. And yes. it is hot as fuck. Yeah, we are very sweaty. <laughs> very sweaty. Yeah. Um, shiny. And we have air conditioner, but it is one of the window ones. And you guys would not be able to hear us talk if we had it on. So we are suffering so that we can give you guys a full hour of fun time. Oh, <laughs> fun time. Fun oh. time. <laughs> Don't you guys miss fun time? What kind of show is this? <laughs> Hot and sweaty fun time. Dang. And that's weird. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so 50th episode was the shit. Please still, it's up on YouTube. Go watch it. We will be sharing more music from there, you know, mixed in throughout our episodes. It's nice to have an episode where I can go, here's some music, and I don't have to edit all week. <laughs> yeah, and we still actually have more music that Jesse can do that on, yes. on weeks that we're unable to record or get something up and ready for the radio, we want everybody who's listening, tuning in and enjoying what they hear. So, yes. um, so fucking enjoy it. Yeah, you guys better. <laughs> On, speaking they do. They, they do. <laughs> they do. They do. Okay, she's correct. <laughs> I apologize for my aggression. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of enjoying things and enjoying us on the radio and on YouTube, like we just told you to do. Um, you also can enjoy the Pineapple Cast on Saturdays on Barefoot Radio. Because they're super awesome. They are a podcast out of Florida, 
and they do amazing interviews as well. They just celebrated what their 100th episode. Yes. Um, we want to give a huge shout out to them because damn, that's hard work. That is dedication. And they've been, you know, they've been around a little bit longer than we have. And they've helped us a few times. We've talked to them. We've gotten, you know, know, when we're in Florida, we will do something with them. Yeah. So they're on Barefoot Radio on Saturdays because Saturday is East Coast. Sundays on Barefoot Radio is West Coast. What up, West Coast? <laughs> oh. And um, I, I just did like this. I guess it's. How do you do it? Oh. <laughs> She's trying to throw gang signs. Obviously, I'm not a gangsta, guys. I'm just a little white girl over here. <laughs> not- <laughs> so, one thing that the Pineapple Cast does that I freaking love is on. Fridays, they post all the new music. And so thank you guys for doing that. For everybody listening or watching, the Pineapple Cast on their Instagram on Fridays, they share all of the new singles that have dropped. So if you ever are like, oh, I don't know what new music there is, they tell you. And so it's on Instagram, is it the Pineapple Officials? Yes, the Pineapple Official. Okay, the Pineapple Official. Good looking out. Yeah. So check them out. Go and follow them too because they're really cool. Also, I think it's fun that they have a pineapple logo. We also have a pineapple in our logo, but we have a pineapple and a banana. Because we're pineapple and bananas. Yes. And one time I was dressed as a pineapple and I peed on a banana. You gotta go back and, and find that one. Um, <laughs> dang, I forget what episode that is. But <gasps> feeling good with Daddy that, one. Yeah. But then I told the story way later too. I don't know. That was a good time. That was a funny story. You'll have to check that um, one out. <laughs> but like you were saying, is they um, put all the new music up there, yes. and there is so much new music, you guys. Dirty Heads has their new album, and then uh, Weege has a new song. It's been played. A few times on the radio that I've heard. We're working with Weege right now on something special, which we have, I believe, told you guys already. Yes, and so we want new music yes, on the radio because you guys have to hear you it. You guys are gonna have to listen <laughs> to that shit. We're gonna maybe do a full hour of it, just like over on and Ruby. over and over again. <laughs> That's a great we idea. We, want. we can do whatever we want. Damn. Be ready. <laughs> what a full hour of us just singing. <laughs> Rapping. <laughs> I had that shit stuck in my oh, head. I was just going to go. Was in my head for so many days because I edited the 50th episode <laughs> and I had to go through all of it. That that sound for some, the harmonizing of all of those people together, I fucking heard it in my sleep. I was in here going, Melissa, sing it with me. <laughs> and then I did, of course, because yes, I listen. Uh, I talked to Zan, and she is um, part of the goodies. And she was like, don't ever put me harmonizing on the radio again. <laughs> what? She said that? She said, oh my gosh. She I didn't was like, like it. <laughs> you know when you hear yourself? Oh, yeah. And you are you're just beat yourself up every time. Um, <laughs> if you hear yourself rec- on recording, and you do. I mean, you hear us all the time. And so in the beginning, it was you talked about how difficult it was because you're like, it's still difficult. I mean, but at least you know, like, now what we sound like and you're used to it. But yeah, I always used to do that, like, record on a recorder and sing or something. I'd be like, wait, that's not what I sound like. Play it back and be like, oh, no. the fuck? I don't choose this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah. And she was funny when she said that. She was like, I can't believe you put that on the radio. I'm like, 
You sounded so good. Shut up. I thought it was fun. And Zan is amazing. And Zan and Goody are working really, really hard behind the scenes right now on something so cool. Like, yeah, I can't wait have until too. the beginning of the year. Who else? Kyle Smith has new music. He does. Through the Roots has a new album. Ooh, I love that one. Um, what was the... Starts with a D, and I'm Delivery. so bad. Delivery. That one was a really, really good song. I fucking and, love um, that song. I'm, like, in love with it. That yeah. one makes me dance in my car. Yeah. I'll play that one all the way home over and over again on repeat. The one Jesse wanted me to watch the video for it. No Friends. Uh, yeah, that one is awesome. If you haven't seen the video for No Friends, go and check out Through the Roots No Friends on like YouTube. And the video is fucking... It's hilarious. <laughs> it is amazing. It's Jesse, wonderful. Jesse told me about it for like a whole month before I actually saw it. And I was like, why did I wait so long? <laughs> <laughs> I watch it all the time. It makes me so happy. This guy hanging out, smoking joints with his bear. He's like on the beach all by himself. Just like <laughs> with this bear. Huge fucking bear. You know the stuffed animal ones that you win? That was me last weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I took my own self to the beach and... I tried to smoke a joint on the beach. I couldn't get it lit because there was no friend with me to do the thing to block the wind. If she would have had a big teddy bear, she would have been fine. I or put, just a what I did was sweater over I went head. like this. I had a sweater, but one time I saw a video of a guy We're inside a, a sweater. Oh God, I saw that video too. The whole thing fucking so I was like, I can't do that. I might catch on fire and be stuck inside my hoodie. So I put my iPad right here and I like ducked down to try and like light. And then I just got mad and went in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's definitely hard to light a lighter in the wind at the beach. Yeah. And the beaches out here in California, I don't know about everywhere else, but it seems like they're always, they're always windy. windy. But we like all the new music. And <laughs> yes. thank you for sharing all of that pineapple cast. Yes, thank you. And check them out on Barefoot Radio on Saturday. Oh, Every Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Okay, one thing I want to mention is pre-saves. I fucking hate pre-saves, but... Do them. <laughs> yeah, do them because it does help the artists and it does boost all of their music when you guys save it. Yes. Um, I, I, a lot of artists do not like pre-saves. So yes. I've seen a lot of artists dipping out and being like, nah, I'm not going to do it the way everybody's doing it. I'm going to do it my own way. Pre-saves, the idea of it sucks because you're not actually measuring the response to the music because the music hasn't come out yet. You're measuring just the response of how many steady fans do you have already yeah and so that part bums me out because i'm like i mean yes i will pre-save any artist that says can you pre-save my song i Why, do. yes i will yeah there you go have my fucking number do it but the idea of a pre-save pisses me off i'm like but i haven't even heard it yet fine then <laughs> You're going to count my vote, but I don't know who I'm voting for? It seems weird. Everything's also, weird. It also seems weird that to buy tickets for a festival before they announce anybody who's playing. Because they're already selling Cali Vibes tickets for next year. Yeah. And I'm like, well, who's going to be there? I already have tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know who's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, you'll see my face. I went... Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I do. Me. That. <laughs> Actually, my husband does that. Well, that's true. And my husband does that. What's well, Kelly, Kelly vibes? vibes. <laughs> it's, it's a given that we're going. And we it's go going to be every year that it's available. Yeah, it's a fucking magical time. Yeah. But it's still weird. It's like the same idea as a pre save to me. And yeah. I'm like, you're going to take, what if they pull a fast one and it's all people where I'm all, Ugh. I don't know. Well, I've gotten pulled a fast one and then don't have all the same people playing. Yeah. So it happens. 
either way. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the 100th episode of the Pineapple Cast, they had Brandon Hardesty. And we were thankful that this episode isn't coming out until the weekend <laughs> because in our 51st episode, we also have Brandon Hardesty. Yeah. And, and so, this week is a good week. For Brandon Hardy. Because he's got new music. <laughs> he's got all kinds of cool things coming up. They have a family reunion type yes. thing coming up. I, I forget exactly where, but they're throwing a huge, like gathering for this listening party and the listening party is going to be amazing i'll make sure that we get that le- listening party information dang because it'll be cool magical shit is happening for brandon because oh. he found the passion for himself yes he did we we interviewed him a while back and then we worked on our 50th episode so we've been holding on to this interview for a while so the timing of it did work out where you know, we weren't stealing anybody's thunder because we're proud of the Pineapple Cast as well. Yeah. And we also are proud of Brandon Hardesty because he's been working his ass off. Bumpin' Uglies is a band that has been around for as long as all of the other bands. And they've been on all the same playlists and all of the same radio stations. Yeah. In Southern California, at least. He doesn't consider himself on the same level. And it freaking blew my mind. We were both like, wait, what? No. What? You are. And... Yeah, and so Bumpin you're gonna Uglies have is amazing. Yes, so please t- listen to this interview. Enjoy. It's a good time. <laughs> no, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. Hi. Boom. You should be able to hear me now. Yes, we can. Right. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm well. How are y'all? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Melissa. Okay. Jesse. So nice to meet you. I couldn't hear your name. Jesse. Jesse. Okay, cool. Melissa yeah. and Jesse. Got it. Melissa and Jesse. So it's really nice to meet you and thank you for um, making this work. I know we missed you last time. So, um, and then also thank you for letting us change the time again this morning. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate well, I f- it. <laughs> I fucked it up last time. So, <laughs> well, well, at least now we both fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah. It's really cool that you're giving us this time. Have you heard of Dirty Sisters? Just in passing, um, Dawn, like the uh, who, who runs my life, kind of in addition to our fan group, Ugly's Nation, um, gave me like kind of like a quick um, a quick rundown on it. So what we did is originally we started it out as a dirty a Dirty Heads fan page for women only on Facebook. It's been go. We've been around for almost two years now, and and we've we've literally changed. So much that it's it's really just an all around reggae based uh, community that we're building. We we have so many people in those groups that absolutely love you, and we want to get you know your I don't know. It's more like every artist has their fan page. You have Ugly's Nation. Like there's everybody has a group. Dirty Sisters started out as a female Dirty Heads group, and then we realized we love everybody. Yeah. And so now it's right. fans of all of reggae instead. So we kind of built this thing so that we can follow all of you guys, all the artists that we love the most, all at the same time. And that's how we ended up talking to you because yeah. you are one of the artists we love the most. And we have questions for you and want to hear all about everything you want to tell us. I guess what I was getting to is, <laughs> and all the Dirty Sisters have questions for you too, because they all love you. So that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Jesse made me smoke weed right before we started this interview. <laughs> I was and actually like, 
I haven't smoked all weekend long because I was like on a vacation with family and I just smoked right now and I'm so stupid. So pardon me. <laughs> I was, uh, I was like, I, I haven't smoked today because I was thinking about this interview and I wanted to have my wits about me. Well, <laughs> can you smoke like, too I... so you can be done with me? Jeez. Why are you guys leaving me hanging all by myself? <laughs> Hold on. I'm still recovering from the weekend because we had that uh that reggae rise up Maryland thing, which is like 20 minutes from my house, and that was just like I, I had my set on Friday, and then I went Saturday and Sunday, so I kind of just turned up a little bit. <laughs> it was it was great. I just kind of bounced around all day on Saturday and Sunday. I just saw a bunch of friends, and like it was just kind of like relishing. I was I was just very proud of the whole event, like being a Marylander and being like a member of this scene and just seeing it. It was a really cool. Uh, it was a cool experience for me. We've played to huge crowds before, but it's huge crowds that weren't familiar with us. Yeah, like this was like, we played to a huge crowd and they were singing the words. And it was just like, it, it, I've never experienced that. Like we've, we've, we've played club shows where it's like hundreds of people singing the words, but it was like thousands of people singing the words to the songs. It, it was like, it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's like gonna be a thing for us like in the future, I hope it is, but like, if nothing else, that was like the first time that ever happened. And it, it was just very um, like awesome for lack of a, I feel like the word awesome gets like thrown around. It's like, I, awesome. I use awesome, awesome, awesome all the time. <laughs> so but, like it, it was truly invigorating, like, it was, like, like it just a, <sighs> it, it was like, it was all inspiring. So like it was like, like a majestic like feeling for me. I was like, God damn, this is like powerful. Um, um, my question was, what do you Ooh, think we have to make him play something? Made that switch to where now you have thousands of people singing along because you've been around forever. We've known your songs and your name forever. What do you think made the difference in your recent career where now you have a reggae rise up? Well, I mean, it's cert it certainly helped that it was like in our hometown, essentially, you know, like it, it was like literally home field advantage. Like it was, it was 30 yeah. minutes from my house. Um, like it's, That's it's cool. been getting progressively better and better over the last few years. Like, cause I mean, when we started touring the first like five to seven years were just dog shit, like playing in bars, um, to no one that cared. We, you know, there was a combination of things, which were, we got a proper booking agent, um, which allowed us to like start making real money, which then like we were able to start investing money in marketing and that helped a lot. And then linking up with Dawn, just creating this Uglies Nation thing, which has become this huge supportive community that um, has helped spread the word. Our whole thing has been totally grassroots. Like we, we, we don't have any kind of like financial backing and we, we haven't really gotten any kind of support from like quote unquote scene you know what i mean like right. we've never been on any like big cool tours like we've just done it all on our own so it's it really has been like a grassroots effort that required the support of the fans and and you know people like dawn and just as those pieces kind of fell into place that it started getting better and better and that's when like the club shows started getting better as for the festival thing like like i said like that was it was literally the first time it ever happened and it was two days ago so i haven't been able to pick yeah. it apart yet Girl, so, this is like the know. first time that you're you're actually saying it out loud your feelings are so they show like in your your excitement of what happened this weekend because this is really a good moment for you Shizzle, tell me <laughs> tell me more <laughs> i was in tears like I, I, 
certain at certain points throughout the night it was just so fucking powerful for so many on so many reasons and when i read your post about it i i got the chills i was just like dang and it makes me want to cry too i mean just that feeling of accomplishment and joy and just look at all these happy people i i feel so happy for you too like i feel your joy thank you so i'm kind of fangirling a little bit myself (laughs) (laughs) definitely yes (laughs) i was gonna say so we got a new record coming out um in mid-september when we get done i'll send you guys a, a um the preview link so you can check it out because it's just like it's, it's oh, i'm, I'm so that. amped on this shit it's like the it's the best thing we've ever done i think it's going to be a big record for us um, there was a while where you were just putting out singles right yeah we kind of did that during covid as a way to just like Keep stay relevant when we couldn't tour i mean yeah. i'm excited for an album as well yeah. i don't know like I'm, I'm there for all the singles and i catch them but when there's an album it feels like a whole present and i Yes. <laughs> I, I almost have to be alone to listen to them because I'm just like, I need to be in my own, like just to feel every song because there's just so many probably just different aspects to it too. So I'm super stoked. How do you choose what goes on it? Like, like which songs? Yeah. Well, so like for this record, it was a very like, deliberate effort we've made um the last few records we've made for lack of a better word just been weird as shit i like like i love the reggae rock stuff but i listen to like a lot of different shit too like i love like folk music like that's like one of my favorite things and i love like hip-hop and i love like punk rock and like this is literally gonna be a question so thank you We just do a lot of different shit. Like, I don't ever want to be just, I don't ever just want to make reggae music, you know? Like, that's not what I want to do. It's, I, I like doing it. And I, I, there's like, for me, it's it's all about like, I'll write a song and it's like, well, what is this song? What should this sound like? And then go from there. I'm always going to make whatever music I want to make. But this is also like my career. So like, we need to be like smart about it when we do like the big record like this is a big record that we're doing like a big marketing campaign we're we're swinging for the fences with it like I I was very deliberate with the songs I chose it fits in the lane of the genre that we're in it's like something you can like put on and like smoke a blunt to and and, like it's it's very much reggae rock so you would say this is this genre is reggae rock this new album I would compare it to the like reggae hip-hop side of of sublime like there's no punk rock on it's just a groover man like there's no like twangy guitars on it or anything like that it's it's just like fucking hip-hop and w reggae and like at times like poppy reggae like catchy like that song make it through the day i would consider that more of a a pop reggae song you know but (laughs) how do you choose um your album art (laughs) it's honestly pretty hard because i'm not like an artistic person and i'm not like a visually artistic person we've um for a lot of the singles We've been doing, we've been working with Sean Logan. He's a monster at what he does. He, he's really good at, at the art side of it, but he's really, he gets the business side of it too. Like he understands like when he draws something, like what it, what it needs to be used for. We can send him a song and then he can kind of come up with a visual or like, you know what I mean? So like sometimes I'll have an idea or someone will have an idea and we can relay that and then he can execute it. But then if there's no idea, then he is able to just kind of come up with an idea. And it's it's nine times out of 10. It's really cool. For this art, for the record, I, I once again, I was like very passionate about this record and like kind of like the whole branding around it. Like it's kind of like a, like a, a rallying cry, like a war cry of, <laughs> of where we're from and like the bands that we know that are out here doing the same shit that we're doing, like kind of being like, we are from the East Coast and this shit is dope. Like there's, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of cool shit going out here. So like for the art, um, I had a buddy, um, hover chair, just did a big visual of downtown Annapolis, which is the city I'm from. It's based off like a where's Waldo kind of thing. 
That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the idea for that just kind of came with like the, the whole overarching concept of trying to just be like champions of, of the East Coast and, and the Mid-Atlantic in general. What would your ideal uh, tour be? I would absolutely love to tour with, with Stupid or Revolution or um, Pe- Pepper. Like I, I, I hadn't seen Pepper since I was like 19. I hadn't like really watched a Pepper set since I was like 19. I'm 36. So like until last night. And I was watching their shit from stage and I was just like, damn, like their, their whole set is just like adrenaline. And oh, I think yeah. we would go over really Every... well. Our brand of, of like this kind of our, our version of this whole like sound is, is very much like it goes with those bands. Cause you know, we're, we're very eclectic. Like I think a stupid is, is, is very eclectic with what they do musically. I, I just think that would fit those, really yeah. well for us. Yeah. Like when I list them, you're, on that list oh yeah yeah you're in yeah. you're on that list you're on my my playlist with all of those bands already so we have a few questions um from some of the women in the dirty sisters group and i wanted to see if we could ask you a couple of them yeah we'll start with one of the one of the girls that's in there her name is uh jordan branch and she's actually an artist out of northern california um she asked what do i gotta do to collab with you and then she said Nah, but in all seriousness, <laughs> what is the best advice for someone who wants to balance family and music? Is she an artist? Uh, she sings. Oh, she's a singer. I mean, something that's been frustrating for me in my career is like trying to get other people to collab on my stuff and just being rejected like over and over and over again. Yeah. So as a as like a personal thing of mine, I try to work. Anytime someone sends me something, if it's decent and like I try to do it, like I'll try to do a verse on it or whatever. It's just a matter of like, I'm really, really busy. So I'd say for real, if she wants to collab on something and she has like some professionally done music and with a verse open, just send it my way and I'll, I'll check it out. Dang, that's cool. That's active cool. On Heck yeah. We'll let her know. You said Facebook? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on Facebook, so I'm easy to get a hold of. And if, if I don't see it, just hit up Dawn and sh- she'll get it to me. Though the biggest way of like balancing family and, and music is just, you got to like be all in on both when you're doing them at, at a particular time. Like I'm, I'm gone like half the year, you know, and then I'm, I'm home half the year, but when I'm home, I'm home, you know? Actually, I, I'd say you can't be all in on both. When, when, when you're doing, if you're away with the music thing, you need to like definitely make the time to like talk to your family and FaceTiming has been a, been a big thing for me, like being a, a father. Um, Kara Foster, she said, when did your passion for you start? And I don't know, I think, I think we all, you know, understand because I know that you've had some ups and downs and stuff and it just, it really seems like you're very passionate about yourself and getting to that to, to that spot where you need to be to stay okay. It's been a pretty long journey, honestly. Like I, I definitely like struggled with self-confidence for a long time, especially like I'm not like a natural performer. I used to like have to just get blasted to get on stage. Like, and I would just like stare at my shoes. I couldn't like look at the audience or whatever. And it took probably four or five years playing shows to get over that where eventually it was just like, I got like kind of angry about it. And I was like, man, fuck this. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going I'm to yeah. do this. I'm going to be this guy. And then after that, it was still like, I've, I've struggled with depression for a long time. And eventually it, like I, I started trying out antidepressants and it helped a lot. Um, I would, I would say that kind of was tied together, but, and it's, it's like another recent development where it's like um, realizing um, just m- my struggles that I've had trying to make a career out of this and, and being in this genre of music and trying to do all the things, like try to like become a part of this existing scene for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Like trying to get on tour. I've, I've been trying to get on tour with these bands since I started doing this shit. And it's just like something that has not worked for me. And it was kind of like a, a benchmark that I set for myself for like establishing self-worth. 
you know, if that makes sense. I realized, I just realized that it's been something in the last like year, year and a half that I realized it may not ever happen for me and that's okay. But like that said, if that's never, I can't define my worth and my success over other people validating me, if that makes sense, or like accepting me. Like I need to, I need that's gonna, if I'm never gonna get that attention and, and be like promoted in that sense, I need to be my own biggest cheerleader. I think he's an asshole in a lot of ways, but I, I picked up <laughs> a lot of that kind of watching the Kanye West thing that came out on Netflix like last year. It was so inspiring to me, like watching him early in his career and seeing how no one believed in him and no one wanted to give him a shot and all this shit. And he just walked around well, like, fuck you, I'm awesome. And then seeing where that led to, like, I think he has a lot of like mental illness and a lot of like craziness that it was just made worse because of his fame. But you can't deny the success and and, and having that attitude and like, and just being like, just demanding it. Like you you really have to like fucking demand it and take that kind of respect. You have to know what you want your future to be like and say no or fuck off to everything that is not that. Yeah, it's definitely hard, man. And and I I completely understand that, too. I mean, our dreams are dreams. It's nobody else's job to make them come true but ourselves. But in my mind, you're on the same level as all those bands. Yeah. So it's weird hearing it because I'm like. You've been around just as long. You have so many songs and so many fans. I mean, <laughs> that everybody they're... knows. And so it, the Reggae Rise Up Maryland, that lineup was correct. Like having you be there should have been part of it. And to us and to all the people who were singing along, they're like, fucking yes, finally. What the hell? Yeah. So, well, and, and that's why, I, that's why I don't feel bad about it though, too. Cause it's like at the end of the day, like, that's something I, I've thought about this a lot, like, obviously. And like, at the end of the day, like the reason I'm able to make a living out of this and the reason I'm able to do stuff is because of people like y'all and like other fans that are like buying the tickets and listening to the songs and buying t-shirts and like the festivals get it and we're getting these festival slots. And that's like another way we're able to make a living. So it's like, you know, we may not get the summer tours. We may not got, get put on these things, but like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't really need it at the end of the day. And like, I also think that it's, it's a huge possibility that it's going to happen sooner than you think. There's a lot of people that love you guys. And I can I can already see that you guys are going to be getting on those on those lineups a lot more. Um, I can feel it. So in her nugget. In my I'm <laughs> I feel it. So um when I feel I mean, it's usually it's usually gonna happen and it's gonna happen soon. So if not, we'll be fine either way. Like either I'm, way, I've been yeah. Bam, 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 bam. You know what that annoying as fuck sound means? It means a commercial break. <laughs> Check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash nameless rules. Go to dirtysisters.org. Grab yourself some sexy, sexy merch. I drew most of it. You're welcome. Get your ass over to Wonderland Travel Plans and have Michelle plan the most epic West Coast vacation for you because she knows all the good spots with Disney and Universal. Ayo! And get an app or a website, or photos, or video from Gentle Giant Digital. Because he helps us whenever I fuck it up. He's the bomb. You can stream Barefoot Radio from unnamelessproduction.com. Did you know? Now you know. Join us on a Nameless Production Facebook page for an extra, extra good time. And um, some of our questions you already answered, like... We have Josta Smith, who you guys were working with to set this up. She asked who you'd love to do a show with, dead or alive. But we didn't ask dead or alive. Shit, I mean, Sublime. Like, Sublime's the whole reason I got into this shit. Like, I, Bradley's, Bradley's just the goat. 
for sure. Yeah, solid answer. Priscilla, you're her husband's favorite band. Um, she wants to know what this one. Oh, okay. Is your favorite song of yours, Bumpin' Uglies? I'd say to play with the band, to play live. Like I, I really like our song Self Loathing. Um, because it's just a it's a fun song to play and it I think it's really clever lyrically. I get really bored easily, so I get excited about the new shit, you know, like the stuff I'm writing or, or working on. That's fair. I mean, if you play the same song for 10 years or whatever, you're going to get sick of it. Yeah, or you're going to want sure. to change it. And then uh, yeah, make start, changes to it. Yeah, and then over time, <laughs> as you start to change it, the fans who listen to the CD or the album or whatever a hundred times, they're like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> it's not well, even that's like, how he started singing it. That brings me back to the like kind of give and take of the crowd energy, because that's like actually how you're able to combat that. The boredom is like when the crowd is just like so into the song, it's like, fuck yeah, all right, this is cool. But if you're just like playing a song that you've played a million times and it's got, people are indifferent to it, it's like, what the fuck's the point, you know? And then we have one from Allison Lynch. She wants to know what led to the collab of No Love with Little Stranger and how much fun was it? I mean, it was just the homies. Like I had that idea for that song a while ago and I left the bridge open. The, the Little Stranger boys are just at the top of my list of, of like dudes that I, that I fuck with. And um, we were kind of like overdue to do a song together. So, uh, you know, I hit them up and they were immediately just like, hell, they kind of have the same mentality i do where it's like if, if someone hits them up for a song they, they just want to do it you know so yeah i think two stoned is my favorite collaboration we did i like that one i i love that song that was like <laughs> living inside it, it was like living inside my head like i was trying to i wanted to make something that had like a vibe to like somewhere over the rainbow but like the ukulele version you know yeah and uh I just had this whole like that was like my been my relationship with smoking weed like i didn't smoke weed for a long time because like I started having like panic attacks and shit. Um, and it was, it was I, I remember distinctly when I stopped, I was like in Utah when we first started touring, like a million miles from home. I didn't have any money. <laughs> I just got like way too high. And like all these things, all these thoughts, I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? And like, so I stopped for a while and, um, you know, I came back to it. But like just that whole, you know, there are all these songs about like getting high and having like the best day ever. I was like, there's not really a lot of songs about like, getting high and freaking the fuck out you know? <laughs> so I, I just thought it would be, so it'd be a cool thing. it's a very pretty it was, it was just it was a story worth telling and i just thought it'd be cool to make it like soft and pretty and i knew i wanted a, a female voice and um we i just met logan on the, uh we were on expendables tour writing all those songs during during covid and i just hit her up and she's like fuck yeah and they've become the, the, that whole camp i can't speak highly enough about them like um, article sound system they're just like really really good people that are like doing all this for the right reason and they they, they work hard and they're, they're good people and i just can't speak highly enough about them that's awesome yeah i really love them too so sheena lynn said why don't we hear sophia's voice um on more tracks because she's too picky <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get her to do a John Prine cover with me forever. It's like this, uh, in spite of ourselves, uh-huh. she won't do it be because it's too, uh, it's too crass. And she's a, a, a teacher. She doesn't want her students hear her singing songs about sex. Oh, <laughs> that's much. fair. That's a, that is. And that's very yeah. respectable. <laughs> um, yeah. she says, is living safe just slower? Are you living a sober lifestyle or? Yeah, I, I smoke weed, but I, I quit drinking about you know, two and a half years ago. I got a, a bullshit DUI that, like, 
but it was definitely it was one of those things like i shouldn't have gotten a dui at that point but there's plenty of times where i'd, I'd driven and i was drunk you know what i mean so it was like yeah i, I you know whatever I, like it was it was deserved for another point but you know and it, it ended up costing me three thousand dollars because i had to hire a lawyer and shit. i was like i'm gonna just take a year off and see where i'm at with this shit you know take that money back and what you're not buying beer <laughs> right well, that's the thing though, like playing music for a living, I never bought booze, but it was everywhere. Like right. it was just, I just, it was easy to just drink every night and I liked it and I was good at it. And um, it's just one of those things though. It's like, I'm better at what I do with music. Like I am a better performer when I'm sober and it's easier for me to like, just not drink than it is to be like, well, I'm going right. to not drink until after the show and the, have all these like rules. To, like I had all these rules in place that I was trying to follow and like, you know, like I was healthier. There's just a whole bunch of benefits. Like I, I learned that I'm not an alcoholic, but it was problematic having booze in my life at this period when I'm like really trying to like make these moves. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to not fair. drink. For yeah. A while. And so is it easy for you or do you have those moments where it is hard because of what you do? You're, you're around it all the time. Uh, just like us, we, neither one of us drink actually, both of us quit drinking and, California sober. Yeah. I smoke weed, weed. Yeah. <laughs> trade off. Right. I mean, at first I was a little giddy and stoned <laughs> when I first got on here, but you know, I'm normally, <laughs> I'm not like that. <laughs> Alcohol in my life did not make me a good person. I'm, I'm a good person without alcohol. So, um, but it's inspiring. I, it is. You, you inspire me to know that what I'm doing, other people can do in a bigger type of scene as well. Like I'm obviously not up in your shoes, you know, I'm not where you are. The social aspect kind of sucks, like having to be removed from that. But it's like, it's only weird if you make it weird. There's a lot of positives that came out of me quitting drinking, but like a, a, a relevant one to this conversation is it like definitely forced me to like own more of my feelings that I was like burying with booze. I have a lot of anger in me, you know what I mean? And a lot of just like, I got a chip on my shoulder about a lot of shit and just I would just smile. ignore it, you know? And just, it I'm so angry. I, I mean, it is because it how. is what it is. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if it's a sense of entitlement or what. I, I just feel like when shit isn't fair, it fucking like, I don't know, it just lights some shit under my ass and it like I really literally forced me to like, I can relate. Jesse's probably looking at you like she does that. I feel like I'm entitled to, I'm always that way. Like what? Yeah. I mean, well, like <laughs> my thing is though, I'm spiteful. Like I'm just, I'm a little crazy with it, but like for whatever reason, like I, I drowned a lot of those feelings, you know what I mean? And like being sober, it really forced me and like through therapy and like a lot of shit, just like owning my feelings. And like, it's like back to what I was saying with like, ego is like a weird thing and, and, and like cockiness is gross. But like, I, I'm a firm believer that you can't like be any kind of a person who, who walks on stage or does this kind of shit or whatever without like, you got to just recognize the fact that we all have ego. Like it's a very yeah. natural thing. Yeah. to do any kind of like performance or, or be in front of people. So it, it's, I don't think it's a bad word or, or something that should be looked down upon. I feel like for a lot of my career, I didn't want to be like thought of as like having an ego to the point where I was like very much just erring on the side of being like as humble as possible. I try to like approach things with humility, but it, to the point where I was like downplaying my own shit, you know what I mean? I would like put myself down as opposed to like promoting myself, like what I was just talking about, where it's like, I need to be my own biggest cheerleader because I'm not getting what I think I deserve. And I don't think there's any shame in that, like like trying to like fight for what you think you deserve. I think through sobriety, I was able to like organize that thought, you know what I mean? And like figure out my intentions, like for what I wanted to do 
and accepting that there was not that didn't make me like arrogant or like cocky or whatever. It just made me like it made me focused and like I know what I want and I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna tell people what I think. Dang. And if they don't like it, then then whatever. You know what I mean? But like this is what I think and I'm gonna tell you it. Does that make sense? It, yeah, that's me. <laughs> you literally just yeah. brought a realization to me as you said that. You know, just I I realized that we all do that, you know, and we all we all think that it's a bad thing. Jesse and I've talked about this before. It's we were raised to not praise ourselves. If we praised ourselves, that was wrong. You had to not put yourself above somebody else. The way you said it, it, I realized that I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't allowing myself that. I mean, I'm Jesse rules. (laughs) I own my arrogance. (laughs) And, and I have, I do on some matters I do, but I think that I also have that, that other piece of me that's like, no, Melissa, you're not allowed. You have to be this way. And but if you don't, else you're if you don't believe hardcore. in yourself the most, yeah, then nobody else is going to do it for you. You'll yeah. have your friends who are like, "No, bitch, chin up, buttercup, let's yeah. go, get back on your fucking saddle, and yeah. you know, ride to where your dreams are." But you have to believe in yourself, and if you're not pumping yourself up, right. what are you doing? Yeah. Like I said, you used to be down yeah. on yourself. Like we all do it. I struggle with health issues. I have pain issues. Some days I'm like fuck this I don't want to do anything fuck you fuck yeah fuck my skin yeah everything but then I'm like well I'm still here and I can handle it better than other people so fuck that I rule (laughs) and I'm like yeah Melissa you're the best you you got this blah 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 and the next day I'm like don't do that don't say that you're not supposed (laughs) to say that (laughs) and then I'm like yeah yeah so I'm just here for it. Let's and I'm like, thanks for putting up with this shit, man. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Jesse and I started this from the bottom. Jesse and I are the same. We don't have that money backing. We we do everything ourselves. Um, we brought Josta in to help us with our booking because that was getting hard. We started off in her garage. Now we have a studio. Now we're interviewing bands like you. We're doing the same thing that you did. And we sometimes have the same feelings too. We deserve what we work for and we're going to take it. We're not going to, you know, stop everything we've done. It's because we've asked. We're all going to get what we deserve because we're all working really, really hard for it. And the people that want us are the people that we're here for. You know what I mean? Um, The people that listen to you, the people that listen to us, those are the people that matter. So I have two questions. Um, one, what advice do you have to people you've been in this scene for so fucking long and you've worked this whole fucking time. What advice do you have for people either coming into it or feeling down while in it? Biggest thing is like making as much music as possible and, and you got to promote it yourself and just get it consistent consistency with everything that you do. So a big mistake that we made is like, I immediately wanted to be a national band just because I was like, oh, fuck it. And when it, we should have just like focused on our region, you know, like, like, like building up markets around home and just being smarter about it. Find like 10 markets in like a four or five hour radius that you can concentrate on. Um, and then, uh, you know, play those a few times a year. Find, find like other cool bands to like work with and like trade shows with and really just consistently do that and, and engage with people like, 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 talk to fans. If I wasn't in a band, I probably wouldn't have social media at all in my life because it's just so fucking unhealthy. But it's a huge, huge, huge thing for my career because I can directly interact with fans and like talk to people. Everyone just wants to be fucking treated like a human. So like having like 
just normal human interaction with fans will make them appreciate you forever. So like use that. Oh, like yeah. as long as as long as the music doesn't suck, like it, like if you can manage to not suck and the music doesn't suck and you can just like put that out there, it, it, the rest will. I think I really believe it'll. The rest will sort itself out. But you have to be in it for the duration too, and like like be willing to just continually do it. You know, like put out new music and and hit, hit you know go back to and tour and do the things. You know, I agree. I appreciate all that. That's good advice. Um, my other question is my very very favorite question. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Fucking eagle. Yeah. Just That's flying amazing. around, just ripping necks out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty cool. There we go. <laughs> I mean, how cool would it be to fly? That would be fucking yeah. awesome, right? I feel like there's like anything that doesn't fly is a wrong answer. And like eagles are like fucking powerful. They can fly. That's rad. Yeah. And get anywhere. I, I love just like you imagine soaring through the sky. Just, yeah, I want to do that right now. Nobody has <laughs> ever said condor. I'm waiting to see if I ever meet someone who says condor. Are you like a, a bird enthusiast? No, <laughs> she's like an animal. She's like an enthusiast. I just like period. to know. Okay. <laughs> she knows okay. so much stuff. I'm like, oh, Jesse's really smart. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at? Um, bumpinuglysmusic.com has our, our all our stuff, and Uglies Nation on Facebook is like the best place to get information. And um, this new record, Mid Atlantic Dub, coming out mid September. And then you're on Instagram as well. Do you have yeah, a Chris TikTok? We do have TikTok. We have all that shit. <laughs> and bumping ugliest on TikTok. On yep. you have all that, huh? And, Snapchat and Chris, too. Yep, and Chris, Christian Mingle as well. <laughs> Christian Mingle. Farmers only. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so bumpinuglysmusic.com. That's where people can stock you on all of the things and find your music and everything good. You want to give anybody a shout out? I just shout out to Ugly's Nation. Um for, for keeping keeping the lights on and supporting us. We love you. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, this we appreciate fun. it. Yeah, it was like hanging out. I really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, appreciate y'all for, for doing a cool interview and being prepared. Yeah, you too. So have a super duper duper day. Yeah, have a bitchin' day. And thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear the album. And I love everything that we got yeah. to hear so far. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks. And now we're back. <laughs> so one of the questions that threw us off a little bit and ended up being an amazing, amazing question was what? When did you find the passion for you? And I wasn't sure if it was supposed to say, when did you find the passion for your, your music? music? Um, but I went with the whole question and it was a wonderful question. He answered it so amazingly because you have to have that passion for yourself. You have to literally find what you're passionate about and what's going to make you want to do better. Yes. Once you find that, you just shoot to the moon. Can... It's like the more you work towards something, the more you're willing to work towards something, the more you're going to work towards something, and the more success you'll have from it. And he had somewhere a switch go off, and then he had a song that worked, and he just said everything just changed. It was very surreal to hear his side of it. And how this last festival that he played was the most magical one that he ever played. Yeah. And he was like, that was what I needed. That was my passion right there. That's what I needed to happen. Everybody and it did. Everybody was singing his songs. And he said, I looked out 
and everybody was singing the words. Yeah, I think that um, Brandon is such an amazing soul. He, um, the lyrics that he writes, the the way that he is with his fans, the way that he was with us, he's a really, really good-hearted person. I felt very, um, very lucky and blessed to be able to have that time with him. Yeah. So we were, we were so happy to have that interview and thank you Brandon and if you don't know Bump and Uglies you should know them. Yeah, check it, check them out. They're on all platforms. And join Uglies Nation cuz that's That's on Facebook. Yes, that's the one where he said it once Uglies Nation started, it kind of changed his career and you know, that's Yeah. That's a magical thing cuz the fans do that. You get to meet people who also love that music. You get to start talking to them. And then you start meeting up with them, and you have concert buddies, and you know, it's like, it's like camp when you used to go to camp back when you were young. Fucking fun. It is fun, and that, it's one of the things that Dirty Sisters, that's why we started to branch out into other music, and it's why we like having a nameless production, because we get to talk to, about, and to, more than just Dirty Heads. Yeah. And. Well, they won't even talk to us, so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they don't want to come on our show. They don't yet. want to be on our show. I've asked so many times, so you guys should bug them too to be on our show. So yeah, you should. That would be funny. <laughs> so hit them up. Like write them messages. What's the other one? Fucking who cares? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Discord. Discord. Oh, I hate Discord too. <laughs> Fuck Discord. However, it is wonderful and it's a great. I think the Romies have the best Discord um, fans of. Rome from Sublime with Rome. I think they have the best Discord community. Yeah, they have a really good community. I don't like Discord though, so I never participate. But I love you guys. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so yeah, join all of the groups. If you if it's your music, join the groups because you'll meet the friends. You'll meet all. You'll know all the stuff. Yes, it's a good time. And join our group also. And well, production. that's a given, guys. If yeah. you guys don't join our group, you guys are like stalkers. Yeah, you're all creepers. <laughs> you can see my face. Yeah, we're talking to you. We're telling you everything about us, our life, and we don't know who you guys are, all of you. So. And so now we'll tell you more about our lives. I feel better lately. I still am puking all the time, and this week was very, very hard and miserable, but I feel better because I'm not on the medications I was on at the beginning of the year. And so I mentally feel like myself again, even though I can't eat any food because I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and gastroparesis, and I have a whole bunch of things wrong with me because of EDS. But it feels better to not be whatever I was on before. <laughs> I was cranky. I was a bitch, you guys. It was horrible for like three months. I was terrible. It was no fun. Yeah, and when in doubt, smoke it out. I've been going through this obstacle where they are testing me like a rat right now, and they just keep giving me different kinds of medications, but they don't know why they're giving it to me. Try this, let us know. Between all those tests, they want to medicate me. What are you medicating me for? They decided that I have too much anxiety, and that my anxiety is there for causing me additional issues. Which and is total bullshit, because having issues gives you anxiety. Yeah. Am I crazy? Am I making this happen to they, myself? They like, gaslight you into thinking. It's just your mental state and that it's you and you need medication for it. Today, I told her, 
<laughs> just pretend like it's drugs and that you got high on purpose then. Which is a, a fucked up thought. Just pretend you're fucked up. I'm like, okay, okay, That's fine, That's how I you will. deal. Okay, so the medication they gave me, all the, like, side effects from it is, like, all the things I already have minus, like, four things. So this morning I took the medicine. Like, I have no idea what's happening to me, guys. So Jesse told me that this morning, and I'm gonna fucking throw myself under the bus. But I used to do drugs. I, like hardcore <laughs> drugs like I loved cocaine used to used to used to. there were times I don't do where drugs. I would do too much and I would feel like how I felt <laughs> this morning and so when Jesse said that I went oh. I mean I guess I could do that but I need funny. like two hours to lay down so that I can <laughs> pop back up and be like all right bitches let's go just pretend like you did regular drugs then and maybe your brain will <laughs> revert back to oh, I know how to deal with this. And she goes, oh, yeah, but when I did regular drugs, it makes you not feel good. And then you just have to lay there until the drugs come off. And you're, oh, I'm a world's regular again. Yeah. We're like, that's why we don't do drugs. You tell the doctors, I have these things wrong with me. And then they give you drugs, and those drugs fuck you up beyond belief. I don't even then know you're who like, the fuck I was. You're like, but wait, I don't want to do drugs. That's why I quit doing drugs, but you just gave me drugs so that now I feel like I'm on drugs, but I'm not supposed to be on drugs, so these are good drugs. They're supposed to make so you feel you normal. do these drugs. These ones are good. And then they're all, oh, maybe that was the wrong one. Try this one. <laughs> and you're all, fucking, I guess so, right? <laughs> And so you guys, if you go back over the last few months, you, you'll see my downfall. <laughs> the medical drugs are dumb. However, if you need them, take them. That's an important lesson. If they lesson. know what's wrong with you and they can say, this is what is wrong with you. This is the medication that you should take for what is wrong with you. Yes. And if you have the correct combination and it does make you better, that is good and good job. Take your drugs. Yeah. Do the ones that you know you need. But what we've been going through, both of us simultaneously this year, is they're just throwing fucking pills out without telling you why and it's wild as fuck and i'm like Ooh. it's all the mental health drugs it's yeah. every bit of mental health drug that they can push on you they are my doctor Whatever literally said to me choose one out of the commercials that you see and you're like and i was like you want me to pick my own medicine off the tv and if it has a commercial that means in six months the commercial is gonna be like did you take this <laughs> yeah <laughs> my doctor i mean fuck guys come on the reglan that specifically yeah. was the one i was on for vomiting I was on it too long and my mental health started to go. I started to have this helplessness and this fucking fear of just yeah. life. Or me and my sister got in a fight where she told me I needed to be on antidepressants. And I was like, I'm not a depressed person. Why yeah. would I need antidepressants? She's like, fucking something's wrong with you. What was wrong with me was the medication they had me on. The side effect was depression and helplessness. And so I was losing myself trying to take what they were telling me to take. And it was making me then need another pill that they wanted me to take and yeah. i was like fuck this i'm having a good time in life i just want to be able to walk over there and enjoy it you know that's my problem and also i threw up on the way and yeah I, and i'm not depressed about it though <laughs> and, and pain causes you to fucking feel depressed because it takes away from what you can normally do I would call it more of a grief. Yeah. It's a grief, not yeah. a depression. Yeah. I grieve what I used to be able to do. Okay. And lift. I adapt where I'm like, well, I can find a new way to do that. Yeah. But it still pisses me off. I'm a fuck. So right now I'm going through the, apparently the doctors believe I'm going through the depression stage of my grief. 
yeah. for not being able to do what I'm able to do. Because just recently I went to a concert and I realized that I'm not able to properly concert right now. I learned that in Vegas and I have not gone to concerts since yeah. then. Except for two tiny ones at Sea Legs. So the small ones are easy because you can literally sit away from people. You can have your own space. And, you know, you're you're not in the middle of it all. At a big concert, when you do that, you can't be next to somebody who keeps rubbing on you or bumping you. I realized that I just can't go to concerts for a minute or however long until, like, I realize what's going on. Maybe there's the medication that's going to work and or maybe I'm just going to all of a sudden get better because fucking COVID probably did this. It, I feel like a lot of people have nerve damage and depression problems and all this stupid bullshit ever since they had COVID. They do, and, and I so, talked about that in one of our episodes forever ago is that it causes hallucinations people are having depression and all this stuff COVID did cause that yes yeah. it did neuropathy I mean, yeah um my mom got a blood clot and she couldn't even walk for a month like those are you know it may just be because I've had COVID three times but Conspiracy. Um, if you want to get into that you can always hit me up in my message and I'll tell you exactly what I think no I'm just kidding <laughs> join the Patreon <laughs> yeah join the Patreon yes What's up, buddy? Okay, so we talked about drugs that whole time. Yeah. And Melissa brought some, so we're going to do them. She got weed pop rocks. She didn't get it. I ripped it and everything. Dang. She literally opened the whole thing and it didn't even open. <laughs> I'm obviously not supposed to be doing these drugs. <laughs> Bad influence. I got it open. <laughs> now um, you do have to do them. So we're going to do pop rock weed. Yeah, they're pop rocks. I'm just gonna dump it in my mouth. These are fun. I guess I wanted candy. It doesn't taste like weed at all. Mmm. Does yours? Bad. Ew, yours smells like weed. What kind is this? <laughs> More weed, probably. <laughs> like double. They're the same, but it's cherry limeade. That just tastes like blue. They're really good. Ew, this flavor's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm all these are really good. <laughs> Okay, so the blue raspberry pop rocks are way more yummy. It tastes like medicine. Yeah, it's cherry limeade. Yeah, that's so why. I'll eat the medicine. <laughs> this is the, my kind of medicine. Fucking candy. I swear, <laughs> if my doctor was like, you just need to smoke like four bong hits. Yeah. And here's your prescription so you could go to work like that. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, I actually, we used to have a doctor like that, and it was really cool, but... Um. Oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> I put it all in my mouth and I regret it. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so that okay. was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Demir. <laughs> so if you're going to do drugs, make sure they're fun ones like weed. Pop rocks. Yeah. Because don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. And I'm tired of different types of drugs, but I'm hoping that maybe this one will help. <laughs> right? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> you guys will see. I mean, I'm trying. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel nice to be feeling better even though I feel like shit. I do feel better. So, yeah. There's always that. I can't walk very well, but I'm in good spirits again. That's nice. Yeah. Do we have more that we were going to say? or? Um, just shipping posters, reminding people when you ship posters. Oh. Um, 
to double package them in like a triangle or a box because a lot of poster tubes have been getting squished in the mail lately. Yeah, and they don't watch them or take care of them. Um, I actually just sent one out and we donated one. Um, what was it? Dirty Heads and, and Sublime. Sublime with Rome. And so we donated it and I, I didn't even wrap it. Like I literally, it was just like rolled up and like stuck in the poster tube. And then I like opened it so it wouldn't fucking move at all. And I slapped that bitch on there and sent it out because I'm really like, bad. Oh. And I told her and I was like, I'm glad I donated it because <laughs> at least they won't talk shit. Because if somebody paid for that, they would have been so mad at so me. So mad. They would have been pissed. And I just was all... Because I have to ship a poster, and I'm like, I need a tube, I need a box, I need, like, 42 paper, pounds of paper. The tape, you have to make sure you do it the right way so it doesn't bend anything, get it in there. And I'm like, okay, mine wasn't fucking moving. Literally wasn't moving. <laughs> so. So. So don't ship them like Melissa. Don't ship them like Melissa. But it did arrive safely. Yeah, and so I'm happy about that. So there is that. <laughs> Nothing went wrong. It was fine. <laughs> Right? It's my point exactly. <laughs> All right, fuck. We, well, it's hot. Yeah, it is hot. Have a good day and peace out. Later.